Pick up in this third session of uh, reading and studying one Timothy uh, chapter one one and two Timothy and, and Titus, and uh, while I'm not expounding all of the Word of God here, I'm trying to just take things out here that are helpful for ministry, that'll make us productive. We may know how to conduct ourselves in the house of God, um, that we remain being the pillar of foundation of of truth, things to do, things to be. And so I'm going to pick up and, and ask you to turn in your Bibles to 1 Timothy chapter 4, uh, chapter 1, and I'm going to want to read this that Paul says, says to Timothy in the 18th verse. He says, Timothy, my son, I give you this instruction in keeping with the prophecies once made about you. Why? So that you, by following them, you might fight the good fight. Now, he's talking about instructions, following those instructions, and also the prophecies that were made about you. And so we've looking at we've looked at some of the instructions and we'll look at a few more, but I just want to touch this thing of prophecy. God sends prophets into our lives and gives us prophetic words from his word that are spoken into our lives and over our lives, empowered by the Holy Spirit. And we need to use those prophecies uh, for warfare about our lives. You see, you all know with me that we will be opposed, we will be attacked, we will be misquoted, we'll be misunderstood, we'll be misrepresented, we'll be betrayed, we'll be criticized. We, the list is, goes on and on and on. All these things, the devil wants to discourage us. He wants us to get on the back foot and then not only in the back foot, but just eventually to just capitulate and surrender. But God has given us words, prophetic words. I've got a bunch of really prophetic words from from genuine prophets, but also prophetic words God's spoken into my life in given situations from his word, me alone with him, where I felt like he's speaking those words over into me, over and into me, over and into me. And I need to take those words, and I do this regularly, and speak them out. When things come against us, uh, I speak them out. And, and that's what God's saying. Use the prophetic words to warfare and keep yourself uh, from being discouraged and led into doubt. Uh, constantly use God's words. Speak blessings over your life. You know, you could take Numbers chapter 6, verses 22 to 27, and it says, whether the Lord bless you and keep you, the Lord make his face to shine upon you. you speak that Numbers chapter 6 over your own life and over your family and into your ministry and over the church. The Ezekiel 37 uh, 1 to 14, speak to the dry bones. If you feel there's dryness in your own life, there's dryness in your family, dryness related to God in the church, speak, prophesy, speak to the dry bones. Um, I almost want to say, why don't you stop right now and, and, and do it right now? But you can do that, push the pause button if you want, or go back later. But let me carry on. Just, he goes on to say, not only should we warfare, these are the instructions, the things we're to keep that he gives us. The three main things. The first one is warfare with the prophetic word. The second one is don't deviate from the pattern entrusted to you. He says that in 2 Timothy chapter 1, uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1, and, and verses 13 and 14. I'll just quickly read that to you. He says, what you've heard from me 
Keep as the pattern of sound teaching with faith and love in Christ Jesus. Guard the good deposit that was entrusted to you. Guard it with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives in you. So don't deviate from what you know. God has said the way we build the truth that has been presented to us, God has given us a way to build and to operate. Be faithful and hold to it. Hold steady. And then he goes on and he says, we're to, in verse uh, 1 Timothy chapter 6, this is another one of those things that we're to do, is to, uh, 1 Timothy chapter 6 verse 12, fight the good fight of faith. The verb there means keep on fighting. Don't just fight once. Keep on fighting. Um, it's a word that from which we get our word agonize. It's describing someone participating, straining, and giving it all that they've got. Fight the good fight of faith. Don't fight the wrong wars. I remember how they, they took a book a message of mine on, on fighting the right wars. I don't know, fighting the wrong... Don't fight the wrong wars or fighting the right wars. And and in it, I just was trying to say that I've seen how so many people, they get involved in secondhand battles, other people's fights, fights that God hasn't called them to fight. They get so exhausted fighting other people's and the wrong battles, they haven't got strength and energy and faith anymore to fight their own battles. So don't fight other believers and other churches. Don't fight uh, things that... that that aren't the enemy of your faith. Fight the fight, the good fight of faith. And then he tells us also we're to work together as a team. These are instructions. I said there were three main things. There's actually a few more here. I must have added since then. Uh, work together as a team, honoring one another. These are instructions to keep. Work together as a team. And then he says in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 3, verse 2 to 13, he says, Endure hardships. And, and I'm just going to give you my little heading for, the, for that whole, all those verses, those 10 verses or 11 verses. Endure hardships and lack of apparent fruitfulness. In other words, don't measure your success or failure too quickly. God gave me this word. I remember when I was in Bryanston. While I've always believed for big things, God just put this into my heart and it's been a life verse for me in Exodus 23, 30. It's also in Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 22. And to some degree, it's also Proverbs 20, 21. But it's little by little. Just that those three words in that verse, uh, Exodus 22, that God gave them the land little by little. And so faith and, and, and patience inherit the promises as Hebrews 6, 12 tells us. So don't be too quick to judge yourself or measure yourself by, by others, by someone else. Pay the price. Keep at it. Believe for the best. Expect God to, to come through for you. Keep yourself encouraged. Be a praiser. Encourage yourself in the Word of God and in the Lord. And very closely linked to that, we go on to another thing that he tells us we're to, we're to uh, in what these instructions we're to keep, is to be strong in God's grace. 2 Timothy 2 verse 1. He says this, you then, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. You know, grace, when we understand grace, we understand that we deserve nothing. Everything God gives us is really a bonus. There's not a thing we deserve. God just gives us what we don't deserve. So stand strong in that. Everything we've got, God gave us 
undeservedly. His grace is sufficient for us, no matter what. He tells us that in 2 Corinthians 12 verse 9. Be found often at the throne of grace that Hebrews 4, 14 to 16 talks about. Jesus has given us an invitation. He said we can come boldly to the throne of grace every time we have a need or we have help, we need help or, or, or mercy. Just be found often at the, the throne of grace. And remember this, 2 Corinthians 9, 8 tells us he's able to make all grace abound to us in every area of our lives, every situation, no matter what it is, grace is available and it's going to abound in our lives. So don't be too hard on yourself. Be strong in God's grace. And then he says in 2 Timothy 2, verse 2, and this is such a wonderful verse, he says this, and the things you heard in me, in me, or heard me say in the presence of many witnesses, the things you heard me say in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to reliable men who also will be qualified to teach others. So he's telling us, don't waste your time with the wrong people. Now, what do you mean by that, Dudley? Aren't all people worth our time? To some degree, yes. But there's some people who do the devil sends into our lives just to keep us busy with them. They have no intention of ever listening to what the counsel of the Word of God. They just love to be the center of attention. And they just go around the same old mountain over and over and over again. And they're people that God has put into our lives that, that need us. And God wants us to give our attention to so that they can teach others to teach others to teach others to teach. This is just going on and on and on and on and on. This is what God wants. Don't waste your time with the wrong people. Give your time to the people who are keen for God, who want to go for God. Yes, make some time for, the, for others with their, all their, just going around the same old mountain. But give your attention to, give yourself to, wholeheartedly, people who want to go with God. Faithful people who teach faithful people to teach faithful people. So we go on. Then he says quickly, and I see our time is just marching on, that we're to be single-mindedness. Single-minded. In 2 Timothy 2, verse 4 through to 7, he says this. <clears throat> no one serving as a soldier, or he says, endure hardship with us like a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No one serving as a soldier gets involved in civilian affairs. He wants to please his commanding officer. So he's saying he's single-minded. Similarly, if anyone who competes as an athlete, he does not receive the victor's crown unless he competes according to the rules. The hard-working farmer should be the first to receive a share of the crops. Reflect on what I'm saying, for the Lord will give you insight into all of this. See, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. That's what James chapter 1 and verse 8 tells us. Paul said in, in Philippians 3.13, this one thing I do, he gives himself to the right things, not double-minded. Keep your personal agenda and your, pri and your priorities unflattened. They're just people are just so many of the leaders, you just their lives are just cluttered. Live to please God, not your friends. God's your commanding officer, even if it offends your friends. Live to please God. When you want to please them, you become double minded, unhappy, confused. It leads to, lead, to, to uh, tension and then eventually to burnout. And I'm just convinced of this, even too much administration or too little administration 
can actually lead to double-mindedness. So keep the main thing the, the main thing and be single-minded. I hope I'm making sense with that. Then he continuing with what that little part we just read there in 2 Timothy 2, 6, work hard and enjoy the crop. He talks about the farmer. And the farmer he plants and he cultivates and he reaps the crop and then he enjoys some of it. Folk, what I'm trying to say is don't allow ministry and all of its problems, its disappointments, its frustrations and everything that goes with ministry to rob you of the joy and the privilege that, go, that goes with it as well. Enjoy the field of labor that you're laboring in. Enjoy it. The church you're ministering in, enjoy it. Enjoy the harvest. Put in the sickle when you, when you minister. 2 Timothy 4.15 says, I think it's 4.5, uh, do the work of an evangelist. Put the sickle in. Expect results while you're preaching. Believe that the river of God, the anointing is flowing through you. The river of John 7 and, and Ezekiel 47 that brings fruitfulness. Enjoy it. There's so much happening all around the world and you're a part of it all. It's just not where you are. It's everywhere. We're part of the everywhere as we're praying for and doing our bit with all our hearts. So enjoy the field you're laboring in. Then he gives us another little thing that you wish you could avoid, but it's in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 10 through to 12, that he really is telling us, look, there's a guarantee there's going to be persecution that's coming with it. Jesus promised it. And if they persecuted Jesus, who never did wrong, why be so surprised when they persecute you? I mean, we've done so many, much wrong in our heart. Uh, don't let it shatter you. Um, don't get shattered when people do things, bad things towards you. Uh, they did it to Jesus and he was perfect. So it's all part of the package. That's what I'm trying to say. And the glory far outweighs the persecution. Then he moves on quickly, and I just want to touch this in 2 Timothy 15, where he's talking really about being authentic. Uh, there needs to be authenticity in our lives, and we need to be Bible-based. Present. That word present in 2 Timothy 2.15 uh, is parastema. It means to place beside or near, to show the quality of a person or or, or, or the object that it's uh, that uh, that's what Wurst tells us it shows the quality which the person or the thing exhibits it carries the thought of usefulness for and in service and we're to be diligent and zealous we need study and we're to present ourselves as authentic ministries present yourselves and uh, a living sacrifice, present your bodies, be all out for God. We're workmen in the Word. Um, I'm just trying to look up this 2, 2 Timothy 2.15 again quickly here where he says this. <clears throat> he says, Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a workman who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the Word of, of Truth. So, we apply the Word of God into your own life and into the lives of the people and don't let there be any sense of shame. And that word shame carries the thought of loss, of reward. And then he moves on and he tells us what to look for. And there's just a few things I want to touch here. I just don't know that I can get through this teaching. There's just a bit too much here. So maybe I'll pick up in the next session.
and uh, and that'll be the last session um, where we look at what to look for. Uh, a few, just a few things there. When when we're leading in the body of Christ, there's things we can look for, expect from God. If they're not there, we can go to God and say, Father, why? What can we do about it? And that's what I want to look at in this next session, where God wants us to be fruitful. So again, I'm asking God's blessing on you and sending my love to you and be a good and faithful servant. Love the word of God, love the presence and power of God and the peace of God and all the pardon and every all of his provision, his protection, his everything he's got for you. Love it all and God bless you. Yeah.